Moving into a new year, a new job, a new relationship, a new home, a new mindset, we might feel as though the old is falling away. And yet, I'm not sure that's ever truly so. And that's what I'd love to explore with you today. Welcome to the Henny Flynn podcast, the space for deepening self-awareness with profound self-compassion. I'm Henny. I write, coach and speak about how exploring our inner world can transform how we experience our outer world, all founded on a bedrock of self-love. Settle in and listen and see where the episode takes you. So here we are on the tipping point between um, one year and the next. And yet this idea of exploring what's new and what falls away, the title for today's episode, I don't think this is just something that we can look at at this time of year. Although naturally, I suppose our thoughts turn to it and Of course, that's why I'm sharing it now. Um, Someone once shared something about this idea of the old falling away. Um, It was something that I spotted on Instagram that really stayed with me. And I wish I could remember who it was because I would credit them here if I could. Um, Their message was that they said a wise teacher had once told them There is no away. I loved this idea. I loved this idea that there is no away. And when we think about it in material terms, of course we can see that. We can never completely throw something away. It always exists. And out of sight, out of mind, isn't really the same thing as truly throwing something away. And I reflected on this and thought about our emotions, our stories, our thoughts. None of them ever really go. I have a a sort of one of my many (laughs) little theories is it's a bit like uh, on a computer hard drive. Each byte um, of information that is stored on there, we might think that we're deleting it, but someone with the right skills can always go in and restore it. So it is with the mind, I feel, that these things that have happened in the past, they never truly go. These thoughts, these beliefs, these stories that we might have carried, we can reframe our relationship with them and we can perhaps put them into a new place, into a new context, uh, bring a fresh perspective to them. But 
nothing ever really falls away. And so I'm curious about this idea of what happens when we come into the new. How do we create the space for what we are moving toward? And I I don't have an answer for this, but I think it is something that can be useful to consider. Um, And maybe it's a little bit like, you know, when we tidy a cupboard, um, that when we first open it, it might be this sort of chaotic clutter, cluster of things that we've just shoved in there over weeks, months, years. And yet when we start to methodically, mindfully, carefully um, remove what is in there and then replace it in a more considered way, we find that, oh my goodness, there's so much more space and we can actually see what's in there. So maybe part of this process of coming into the new is a mindful, kindful action of um, seeing what is already within us, around us, and mm, paying some attention to that in order that we create the space for whatever it is that we want to welcome in. You might be able to tell this is one of those episodes where I'm um, speaking from the heart, from the belly, from the place of the hara, and um, and every now and again my brain keeps getting involved, so <laughs> that's what's making, <laughs> causing the pauses. Um, so, so this, how does this feel to you? How does this feel, this idea that we can never throw anything away? There is no away. It is always sort of part of us. I think it could sound a little concerning if there are things that we really feel we don't love about ourselves or there are things that have happened to us in the past that we really just want to never be able to see again, Um, we can find ourselves shunning or isolating those parts. And yet the work that I do with clients um, and certainly the work of um, practitioners of therapeutic um methodologies like internal family systems you know there is there's so much wisdom in here that says that actually it is a far kinder um and more generous act towards ourselves when we welcome our whole self um and so when we make room for our whole self maybe then we see that actually there is more room than we realize and um, we can start to uh, welcome in some fresh perspectives some fresh mindset Um, a connected thought to this is that sometimes with change we expect great things um or great, have great expectations. Um, And 
we might feel as though we have this sort of pushing forward, uh, maybe uh, leaving the past trailing behind us. Um, and yet, oh, well, here is a thought. When we consider uh, quantum theory, that all things are happening at all times simultaneously, then we can see that the past is always present and so is the future. Um, and so we can maybe learn to be with it all at the same time. Again, coming back to this idea of creating the space. These are themes that I've touched on in so many episodes of the podcast. And it's funny, actually, um, when I was thinking about this episode and thinking about where it lands, you know, this uh, this crux, uh, this cusp of the um, old year into the new year, um, it felt like, oh, that might be a lovely thing to do is just to reflect on some of the things that we've covered in the podcast. But then when I went to start having a look, um, it became impossible to discern or to determine which episodes should be mentioned here. But I've realised that as I've been talking, um, certain things have have appeared. Um, if you regularly listen to the podcast, you might notice some of the themes that have come up. And, and one of those is this idea of revelation, not transformation. So when we think about change, when we think about um, this expectation we can sometimes have that we're pushing forward into this, um, into this time of transformation, which it can be, of course, we can feel um, transformed. And certainly that is something that I have uh, used about my own journey of change, you know, a phrase I've used about my own journey of change. But on reflection, um, as I sit deeper and deeper and deeper inside myself, I began to see or I begin to see that is, it is more about revelation. It is more about the unpeeling of the onion, you know, this uh, recognizing the layers and layers of um, experience, of beliefs, of stories. And, and as I learn more about myself, I begin to be able to see beneath these layers and, and come closer to my true self. And I think really, that is what change is. Um, that we come closer or inner change maybe that we come closer and closer to our true self and it's the reason why so everything that I do is really about self-awareness with self-compassion because when we apply self-compassion to that process of inner change um, we learn to love each of the layers that we've wrapped around us so how does this idea of revelation relate to this idea of welcoming in the new? Well, in some ways, in many ways, this 
process of seeing ourselves as we are can be the most new thing that we can do. Um, you know, it can be, um, even though we're, we're, my sense is that we're actually accessing or meeting, greeting our oldest self, our oldest part, um, the process of doing that can feel very new for us. And, and so part of the new could be learning to, yes, to, to see our older self and also um, to see things with a more compassionate gaze. And again, learning to see ourselves with compassion doesn't mean that all that other stuff that we might not have liked in the past goes away. It actually means making room for it and saying, oh yes, my darling, there is room for you too. There was, um, I was watching an old episode of MasterChef recently. I mean, random uh, cultural reference. Uh, I do love a bit of MasterChef, I have to say. And it was the Professionals series. And I was struck by a young man who had just received, I mean, unrelenting praise from the judges. They they were in raptures of delight about what he had done. And his response when he did the, you know, the piece to, to camera after his dish was judged, his response was, and I, I think this is a, uh, you know, almost a, an accurate quote of what he said, they barely had any negative criticism, so I'm not feeling too bad. And if I'm honest, a little piece of my heart broke in that moment. I mean, it healed, but it, I felt it just, oh. I wanted to, to reach out to him, to sit with him and to help him hear their words without the veil of self-doubt he was laying over what he heard. And, you know, maybe for some of us here, what could be new this year, uh, this time, depends when you're listening to this episode, but what could be new for you is to learn to hear um, words of praise. Um, <laughs> not the um, not the Sunday TV show if you're based in in England. I'm not even sure if it's still going on, but um, but learning to hear these words of praise without reinterpreting them through layers and layers of internal stories that we've been telling ourselves about. Maybe we're not good enough, or um, we always need to try harder, or everything must be perfect, or we can't trust it when people tell us positive things, like whatever those stories are. Maybe that's the new part. And that we learn to turn to that voice that says all those other things and say, oh, it's okay, my darling. I'm here now in my true, full adult self. 
And, and I hear that this is perhaps hard for you to hear these words, but it is okay. We are okay to listen. We are okay to accept. Oh gosh, I'm covering so many things here. I, I hope this <laughs> meander is, um, is making sense for you in the way that it's coming up for me. Um, there was something uh, that I mentioned earlier about, you know, the podcast and these reflections, um, because the messages that I've shared in the podcast over the past year, they tell a story of sorts. But as I said, there are 40 of them um, that I've recorded and shared with you. Uh, just in the last 12 months, which feels astonishing to me. Um, And then I thought, well, maybe I'll share some of your reflections back to me. Um, And then as I started looking back at my own, um, I have a folder in my email um, called Kind Words. And in my head, I've been collating, gathering these kind words for a long time. When I actually looked, I realised I've really only been doing it for a few months. And I then remembered that there was a moment where I thought, actually, my new, my... um, kindness that I was going to extend toward myself was actually to gather these messages um, rather than let them um, sort of drift away somewhere in the the kind of bowels of my email um, inbox and and actually gather them so that they are something that a bit like um you know when you have lots of house plants spread around the house and then you bring them all together and suddenly they seem to thrive in a slightly different way it kind of felt a bit like that um and and it felt like i was finally accepting that it was okay for me to receive these kind words It was okay for me to read something that um, someone shared so generously and not to place over it my own veil of, oh, I can't, you know, you can't uh, uh, get too big for your boots, Uh, you mustn't be prideful, Um, don't start thinking that you know things, <laughs> all of those phrases that um, I have in my own head. Um, and to recognise that actually it's okay to accept something just as it is. We don't have to attach anything else to it. Um, so, am I going to share some of these with you? Mm. Maybe it feels a little bit too personal, actually. Um, But what I would like to say is that 
I am so grateful to every single one of you who has ever written to me. And I want you to know that I gather your messages now, just as I have all my houseplants gathered together where they can thrive. Um, I gather them together and they sustain me in times when perhaps I feel a little bit of doubt coming in. Um, and, and at the same time, um, I have learned not to become too attached to them. And the reason for sharing this is I think this is a universal theme and, and maybe this is something um, that could be new for you. Um, back to the, the guy on MasterChef, you know, maybe it would be a wonderful thing for him to really be able to hear the positive things that were said to him. Um, there is, however, one piece that I would love to share with you. There was an episode um, that I shared about glimmers. And, you know, this word is a very powerful word. It's the word that we use as the opposite of triggers, a word that many of us are very, very familiar with and very familiar with how they feel. And this was in this season, in season 12, episode four. If you haven't listened to it, it's called Glimmers, Let the Light In. And someone very lovely sent me a message that said, oh, how I love this. Just the very word glimmer conjures up all manner of silvery, flickering, shimmering, light-filled, hopeful possibilities. And my darlings, I think that's really what I wish for all of us as we step into whatever the new is, as we make space for whatever the new is, as we mindfully, kindfully pay attention to what was and mindfully, kindfully welcome in what will be. Sending so much love. And a hug and a wave. <laughs>